in this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 12, The End of the Beginning. Finally, we get some details on Peter McLeish, and it looks like he's, the, he's about to get arrested, and then things take a wrong turn. We'll talk all, all about it next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> Someone is not a survivor tonight. I think his name is Peter McLeish. That is true. true. He does not make the cut. That's right. Only Beyonce's left. uh, (laughs) (laughs) If I had to choose one out of the three, I'm going with Beyonce. There you go. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Designated Survivor After Show. Here, we're breaking down every episode of Designated Survivor this season. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christine Beam. Hey, guys. How are we doing this evening? Late, I know. Appreciate everyone who's joining us on the live chat. Got it up. You can follow me off the live chat on social media at the only MC on Instagram and on Twitter. And, of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, of course, Michael's got that sweet iPad rocking and rolling. We got it. He's got the chat up and running. So feel free. I know you guys are already in there sharing your thoughts about the, this episode in particular or the series in general. Chime away. We'll love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, Tyler, Ivan, Ivan, Chaos, Steven. So many people joining us oh. tonight. Now, yeah. we talked about last week about like uh, doing different Oreos for every episode here of the Designated Survivor After Show. And one person that actually tweeted a, a, a flavor that we needed to try was our good pal, Tanya. Yeah. She does such a great job sending out the little promotional billboards for every episode. So, Tanya, you're awesome. You're the best. You mentioned uh, the, the Peeps Marshmallow Flavor Oreo. So, I stopped and got these this evening. We're going to bust into these guys oh. and uh, <laughs> see how good they are. Full disclosure, uh, I am not excited about this. I'm excited about the challenge, but peeps, I don't know. All right, so feel free, uh, dive in. Michael Klaus, you look. Oh, he's licking his lips in anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's in rare form right now. He's like, do I have I'm a big Oreo fan, and I'm a big peep fan. All right, we got to do this together. Okay. All right. They smell good. Yeah? I'm not going to lie, they do smell pretty good. Smell good. All right. One, two, three. Great for the mic. I'm not messing around. I'm putting it all in my mouth. Not as bad as what I thought. Because I mean, the peep is not strong. It almost tastes like just like strawberry flavored. Like yeah. strawberry marshmallow. Just like strawberry. So thumbs up on the peeps. All right. Good call, Tonya. Yeah. Look at that. So wow. uh, well, well done. Whew. I was a little nervous about trying these when I got these, like because uh, you see the enlarged texture of the pe- yeah. of the peep. I'm like, ugh. Peeps that, that really sugar, sweet. that sugar coating, mm-hmm. which thankfully is not on this, so you don't have to worry. But let's uh, we need we got so many people want to talk about this. So yes, so I can <laughs> gotta, can, can we just say real quickly, uh, Peeps Oreos de- designated survivor approved. Yes. All right. So there you up. go. All right. Sounds good. All right. The end of the beginning. A lot of cool things happen this episode, and some frustrating things. We're going to get into it all right now. Love. Finally, though. The thing that we've been wanting to for, I mean, for 12 episodes finally happens, and that is Tom gets in a room with Hannah Wells and finally learns everything about Peter McLeish. They went zero to 100 on McLeish real quick tonight. Oh, yeah. Yes. Too fast? Would you rather, I mean, certainly you want, uh, but what what were we taking? I mean, basically it's one and done with McLeish this episode. That kind of frustrated me because Mm -hmm. I felt like um, the previous episodes, we wanted to see more, we wanted to see more, and then they gave it all to us at once and then took them away. Yes. I mean, is his storyline, is his arc over now? Like, what, what are we supposed to take from this? Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, there's conspiracies still out there. I mean, I feel like their only connection to it is just trying to find this woman that had Atwood and then seeing what Alvin Joyner knows, uh, Peter's old uh, teammate. I think it's Evan. 
Or was it Alvin? Alvin. Alvin. Okay. Yeah. The thing I, I, you know, said this right before the show. I said this episode loved the first fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. Loved the first fifty minutes, and I was like, man, fantastic episode. Can't wait to just go in and literally just give this episode major praise. And I, it had the opportunity which I thought was going to happen when he was going to get arrested and be able to be charged, that we're going to end an episode with great satisfaction. And I was so excited for that. And now I'm just like, oh. Mm. But I mean, I still, so I still loved it. I loved how they actually progressed through a lot of things uh, in the episode. But man, I just, and here's the thing. He's not done. There's no way that, that it's done. There's going to be flashbacks. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and everything else. But I just feel that, and you know, if we want to talk about this as the biggest overarching thing, that was it was so unrealistic. Oh yeah. Yes, I mean, I felt like that was frustrating the way that it was all, and I feel like that happens so often in I, these I, kind I, of these we, stakeout shows. We loved it. All yeah. of us were like, "Man, this is great! This episode is great! We loved it!" And then it just, I I don't know. I like that um, there were a lot of just like, oh my god, moments. Like I was definitely feeling like surprised and engaged the entire episode. But then that moment where I f- at the end where they could have tied it all together and le- you, like you said, left us feeling satisfied. Mm-hmm. It just f- like went so flat for me. Like those moments that I think the yeah. show needs to capitalize on to really keep people interested. They keep kind of dropping the ball for me, mm-hmm. and it's just I, I just want to know where the writers' heads at. Like why are they taking on this pace? Steven in the live chat says, "Once you kill a child, it's game over. Time to take care of business." So for him, it was yeah. like, listen, you had something to do with this, you're done. Well, the one thing I liked about this episode, at least, was that sometimes in these shows where there's a big, huge conspiracy, the conspiracy comes across as all-powerful. And, like, the good guys, no matter what they do, they're always getting outplayed by the by the conspiracy at large. This one, I felt like the conspiracy was not on sure footing this, this episode. Uh, like Peter McLeish and his wife, they're kind of like, they were off their game a little bit. They made some mistakes. And that was cool to see that they mm. weren't like, everything went out perfectly for them. And they're always able to trump the good guys. I yeah. like that. So now at the end of the episode, where do you think they the conspiracy stands? Still still back to a leg up? Or at no? This, well, I almost like a leg up because they've lost their most direct link to getting more intel about it. So now they know it exists, but they're trying to figure out, like, all they know is that this mysterious woman that took that, talked to Atwood, that seems like the biggest lead that they have right now. I feel like it's the only one. It's yeah. the, the only one. And the question that I had throughout and, you know, asked everyone in live chat as well of who is the person on the other end of the phone? Well, and I feel like Alvin could be a uh, lead to that, too, if he's wanting to talk and be open about that. But who knows? That's right. He's still alive. He's he still. Ooh, and obviously he has connection to. I see. I wouldn't even think about all that. Yeah. So I feel like. Where did at... he go at the end of that scuffle? I, I would imagine Secret Service, somebody maybe got him. Oh, they, they came in finally. Right. right. <laughs> finally. Just, no, I think they're getting there in about five minutes. I think they're about to ETA of five minutes out I, on that one. I think that, like, frustrated us so much. I mean, uh. from the moment that they're, you know, in the van, they're telling you, like, Hannah, go ahead, go, you know, go, attack go, the scene. Swarm, swarm, and the first alone. thing I said to Frank was, by herself? Yes. Literally, you, you sent her by herself to go tackle that situation? I just don't get it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And I, the two Secret Service agents that are with McLeish. Where are they? Are they, they gone? They just... You know, take a smoke break? break? Just smoke break? chilling? Because even if they're standing a distance away, they still have eyes on them because that's their job. They don't let them out of their sight. So. And you haven't secured the premises enough that a lady with a gun can just walk up? Well, I mean, at least... I mean, I figured that his detail was kind of in on it because Mike said that he informed his detail to be able to give him uh, leeway. Give, yeah, leeway if he needs mm, it. So I forgot about that aspect. But still, even if they, the fact that they know something may be up with them, they may not know the particulars, but they know something's up with them. So when things start going down, 
man, guys, be on it. That's what you're supposed to do. You just rush the. Oh, it was, and it, it, that's always frustrates me that when everything is over and everything's done, that's when everybody, the reinforcements show up. You're like, seriously, guys, you couldn't have been here like yeah. 10, 15 seconds sooner. Nope. Okay. Cool. Nope. Um, Ivan says Joiner is too unstable to be a member of the conspiracy. No, I. But I, figured- I feel like he he has to be killed next episode. Because he is a loose He was almost killed this episode. Do you think he'll be killed before we find out what else he knows? Because there are other... um, I mean, he's one of the people who survived the mission. Um, Do you think there's anyone else... Well, there's a there. number of guys. Remember yeah. all the guys that the FBI talked with, so that has to be a I think major. You said there were eight surviving members. I said it has to be a major play of those guys. Are they going to be on the run? Are they, you know, now willing to come forward? Are they going to be targeted by the conspiracy? I mean, the smartest thing is to round up all Alvin and the remaining seven or six, if I guess, if you're including the cliche as part of that eight. But I know that at least one of them was the one that was in constant contact on the phone this episode. So one of those guys knows much more than he's letting on. So yeah. you think the guy on the phone is one of the survivors? Because you referred to him as captain. So I figure, like, you're only telling him that if you served with them. Right. Yeah, he's like, he's not strong like the rest of us, you know. So they're definitely all still in the loop. Yeah, trying to keep this thing a secret. Hmm. So and uh, something, yes, yeah, something definitely did happen. I figure like at least enough of that was leaked out that hopefully uh, Forstel and Hannah and uh, Mike will be on a lead to figure out what actually happened on that mission. Someone said, uh, Ivan, I found it funny that Lady Macbeth is called Macbeth is called Beth. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, yeah, that's very true. Uh, so we do nice. uh, figure out. Of course, this is interesting because uh, Alex does walk in when Hannah is talking. Uh, to Mike and uh, Kirkman, and Hannah shuts up and says, uh, "You know, I, I can't, I can't talk to her if she's in the room, so she's going to have to leave." And yeah. Mike agrees and says, "You know, really, President, you need to tighten your ranks." Uh, do you agree with that? Do you feel like Alex should be kind of boxed out for she her did- for her own protection? Yes, um, but he's real. She's really um, Tom's like right hand person. She bounces idea. They bounce ideas off each other all the time. So I think. Um, you know, that scene where they're leaving the hospital and uh, Kirkman walks away with Mike and you kind of see the doors closing on Alex's face and I think it's setting in that she's mm-hmm. really boxed out now and I can, and I don't know if they're, you know, positioning it that way to then later show, you know, her involvement with anything but I, I personally took it as she's seeing this change in Tom. Like, he's really mm-hmm. changing. The conspiracy is getting to him on a level where he can't even trust her and I think that's just, like, alarming her um, and, more and, than it ever has. And... They made an excellent point of pointing out where she says to him, "You can't tell me you're the president." Right. And he said, "We're yes. now one in the, you know, one in the same at this point." Mm-hmm. And so I think that gets back to even the talking point that we said last week of how much will this non-politician become a politician? Yeah. Which is an interesting point of the character and how they will advance that character. And I don't think it's that they don't trust Alex it's just that she no. is not she doesn't have like code word clearance I, it, so she she's doesn't. just not they, they explained it really well in yeah. saying mm-hmm. anyone that knows is at, is at risk exactly you know even Hannah her being out in the open at risk anyone Atwood he knows if I if anyone who knows is at risk and so I think they did a good job in explaining it and I appreciated the authenticity of that because guaranteed yes. that you know they wouldn't that wouldn't happen 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I know it's very extenuating circumstances, but still, that wouldn't happen where someone would be out and be able to know that kind of information, just a family member. Well, okay. One thing is, is you spoke about Hannah being at risk. I will say that this was terrible uh, shoddy work from the good guy side. Is that Hannah's supposed to be in shadows, supposed to act like she's still in captivity, that uh, she's still under arrest. And yet, there she is walking around in public. Why did she go to talk to Alvin? Why not send another agent inside? Why not have a Forstall? Uh, Reed Diamond go and talk instead, but I... no, she goes. And the fact that they didn't set it up, they were like, if anybody comes and asks to see Hannah Wells, call us so we know. Like there's no. nothing set up there, like about that at all. Like yeah, and they give it away. Yeah, like oh no, she's been released. Like no, you don't tell anybody that she's been she's released. Yeah, they did the a family, bad right? job about that. Ugh. Like, guys, you got to be smarter than that. you got to be able to have all your... We talked a lot about dotting I's and crossing T's this episode. And I feel like, come on, good guys. you got to be a little bit sharper than that. Yeah. How are you going to beat this conspiracy if you can't I do mean, that? I mean, even when she went to um, the prison to go speak to Adwood, I feel like that's still, like, a public place. Like, people can, you know, place you there. I think mm-hmm. the word got out from that point on. Like, you're making visits. You're following up on leads like it just it you wasn't think the conspiracy up. would have eyes on her just like she has eyes on them exactly now speaking you did bring up the prison and i know you mentioned last week that we'd have to see atwood again and we do see in this episode it was quick and mm-hmm. it takes a, a much more tragic turn than i thought it was going yeah. to did you guys think that it was necessary to for luke to be killed no and i i i don't want to say that i forgot about it but i I kind of did. I mean, we, I guess we all assumed, just as Atwood did, that he was now safe and that was all taken care of. Yeah, I had no reason to believe that I Luke wasn't returned. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, now he's even more on a vengeance, um, just like Hannah was, you know, and they, they make an interesting point of trying to separate emotion, and it's, it's impossible. Yeah, especially if, uh, with the death of a child. That's, especially when Atwood says, like, I went along with this and it was for nothing. My son was killed anyway. Mm-hmm. You brought up uh, Reed, and do you, obviously he's more of a, seen as a good guy. It was. Do you like that? I do, because like, ordinarily in many of the shows that he's on, he always plays like the heel, or he's uh, you know he's he's the bad guy. He always makes a heel turn. So uh, it seems that as of right now, I feel like he is on the side of right on this one, which is cool. It's good to see a Reed Diamond be a, more of a good guy role for once. Mm-hmm. But I, but I also think. It was interesting how quick Hannah was ready to go. Like, I already know a guy. Can I go talk to him? I can vouch for him. Yeah. Given that they were so at odds with everything. I thought she was going to... What's her friend's name? The tech guy? Oh, Chuck. Chuck, yeah. I thought she was going to say Chuck. Like, I thought they were Mm -hmm. just going to tap him for, like, some sort of resources and to look into things. I didn't think she was actually Mm going to go um, to... I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Forstel. Forstel. Yeah. So. No, that that was so fast that she's like, I already vouched for you. I'm like, wow, you guys were And they really got a private bad. office. They're just <laughs> yeah. doing it. Like I, Ivan says that he doesn't trust Forstall. Uh, it's tough. I mean, because it, it, and I don't know how much of that is because it's Reed Diamond. And he, so as I mentioned, so often has those kind he, of heel He turns. has that look. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they're just using that as a misdirect and they just they cast against type on that. I'm hoping. Because uh, I figure, like, he... I don't know. I mean, I, if he was involved, I, there's so many ways that he could have sabotaged this much more. I mean, and I guess one way, he, if you want to think in the bigger conspiracy, he maybe set up like, all right, you FBI guys, my agents, you stay way, way far away, and we'll just let Hannah go out by herself so you can't <laughs> make it in time. Maybe that was his plan. Who Ooh. knows? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's sarcasm, a right. though, that's right? That's a reach. That's right. I'm that's hoping, a reach. <laughs> yeah. I, if that's a reach, so I'm hoping that it's just really he's a good guy. Uh, well, fingers crossed. You know, I'm actually really disappointed with people in the live chat that were talking about a uh, son being killed 
and they're not immediately saying, why can't it be Leo? Oh! That is cool! Oh, 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 you oh guys have just completely hated on Leo the entire series, <laughs> and now we're talking about a son being killed and no one has mentioned Leo. Come on, guys. We did get a little glimpse of him at the hospital. Yeah. Looking super concerned for his papa. There, you know, I feel like that is just the, the, the amount of Leo that I need in an episode. Just, just a little. Just like a dash. Like a little finishing sea salt on a, a build your own pizza. That's that was that was he's it. Like, he's like Salt Bay. <laughs> salt Bay, yes. <laughs> salt Bay at Leo. Okay. <laughs> oh my uh, god. The other big thing is that we've got, and I thought I like this too about uh, Tom and Emily figuring out their cover story to of what to tell Aaron because he's getting really suspicious about why he's being kind of investigated. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good thing. I thought they went about it well. They yeah. especially Emily played it really cool. Of you know, there's always the the how much information do they know and how do you play it? And we saw that with Aaron and Hook Stratton. I wanted to talk uh, about that. He really, like, you lead on like you know more. And Emily did not do that in saying, I know you were investigated. Didn't tip anything off with the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Tom didn't tip anything off with the phone calls. Uh, and that leads, you know, there's so many characters, that, I guess, which is great. Now, one of the things I love about the series is that you're questioning who's good and who's bad. And Aaron is still on the fence. Yeah. Uh, now I still think he's on the side of right, but like I talked about, I think mm-hmm. there's something. There's definitely a little skeleton in his closet. But as we're talking about people playing it right, I thought uh, Tom did awesome with McLeish at the beginning of the episode when McLeish comes to go visit him, and we so often complain about people like being like, "Oh, I'm too nervous," and you kind of tip your hand that you're into them. Yeah. But it's like Atwood did with uh, with McLeish. Yes. Tom played it cool. Tom did a good job. I felt like it yeah. was like awkward combo after awkward combo. Like it was like the scene starts and it's him and McLeish, and then it's like. He has to talk to Aaron after, and I think he did a really good job this episode at just playing the game. I think he's learning, I think with experience. His character's um, growing. His character is growing, and he's changing, and we see that in so many different ways, especially with that. Uh, do you think he's changing for the worse, changing for the better, or just changing differently? Just differently. Um, my only concern is I hope, um, you know, with conspiracy theories, this whole thing can just spiral to a point where you're just like, okay, I, I can't tell anymore who's who and what's what. Um, I just want Kirkman to continue to keep a level head and hopefully it doesn't get the best of him. Yeah, it's uh, well, although we do get to see his sweet dream sequence. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's internalizing all of that sort of conflict instead of letting it show outward, which I'm like really glad about for his character. Like, learn from the past and, you know, give a good poker face. Yeah, so he had a nice little double dream. One, he kind of like flashes back about the assassination attempt on him. Yeah. Uh, and then wakes up. And then everybody's excited because the wires are out of his chest. They're like, all right, great, the wires are out. And then he opens a window, and the Capitol building explodes again. And uh, then he wakes up. Uh, Why did they do that? Why do you think they did that? Uh, I mean, I guess, like... There's the, a reason. Yeah. But... Well, I'm, I guess just the plan is, like, worst fears, like, everything's falling apart again. I guess that's... Yeah, like, it's thing. not over yet. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, our little Leo and Penny, and Penny was quite the artist. We have a big debate right now whether Aaron is a good guy or a bad guy. Ivan thinks he's a good guy. Tyler thinks he's a bad guy. Um, Trying to think. Uh, someone yeah, mentioned. It. Oh yeah. Uh, really, yeah. really going down. And then uh, the other question they're asking is Seth. Someone asked, is Seth a good guy or a bad guy? I don't, yeah, why? Seth is totally a good guy. Some, somebody in the chat, give me one reason why you are suspicious of Seth. So that I'm was Ma- Michael Martinez. Michael Martinez, we need you to explain yourself. Of is Seth a good or bad guy? Why do you think he could be bad? Yeah, I've not seen anything yet that would make me think that Seth is a bad. guy. He's got guy. a good choice in drinks too. All right, so that scene. So Emily goes and talks to him, uh, and kind of you know disillusioned by government. And Seth had a really nice speech about how meeting Kirkman has kind of really made him feel like this is how 
being in government is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it inspire it's inspirational and aspirational. And she also uh, shares, and Emily's disillusioned, but they also share a drink. That 18-year-old, was McCallan? it Scotch? McCallan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Emily pours a big doll draw there. It gets, and, but she doesn't even finish it. How rude. If you're going to oh, take that yeah. much, you got to finish it. That's it's rude. It's a party foul. Come on. It? Come on, girl. No. Yes. <laughs> girl, please. No go. Girl, please. Girl, please. No. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> I just thought about that when I she just sets my the drink, drink down. I'm like, what? And he and he very politely doesn't say anything and just. That was such well a guy done. move. I felt like that well was done. just. What was the guy move? Like not saying. To just anything? look over and then like finish it too. Uh, what if somebody did that to you and took some of your favorite uh, drink and then didn't drink all of it and left the glass there? Would you drink it when it's they left? Eighteen years old. That's like you, you would just mm, dump it down the sink. I don't know. Oh come on! What you would not finish? It. No, good, I'm totally. I'm friend. full of crap. Good I'm full friend. of crap. I'll probably. I'd probably drink it. <laughs> I'll just be real. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been like, yeah, but yeah, because I would have maybe made a snide comment, but nope, Seth. Uh, if own. it was the cheap yeah, stuff, hey, maybe not. Hey, I'd toss it. You know, but. forget about this. I can take Frank's water oh, right now. There you go. Look at that. I'm not afraid. Nope, that's great. Two bucks chucks would have been poured down the drain, but uh, 18 year old. Uh, the question is, will you sip it after? Do it. Run, oh. Do it. Yes. Mm. You guys just became like. Uh, you're, you're up. Oh, I got a drink. Oh, That's all right. All right. Yes. Let's do, Let's do it. This is how close we are on the designated survivor mm-hmm. after show. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. A lot of backwash mm-hmm. in there. So mm. delicious. Could you, could you taste the little bit of peeps? No? <laughs> no. <laughs> no peeps on that one. Now that I said it. <laughs> Um, um, ooh, so Tyler says, host, do you remember when Aaron is talking to the General Cochran about Kirkman? That's why I think Aaron is a bad guy. Mic drop, is what he said. I don't know if that's a mic drop moment. I mean, certainly in the course of that episode, mm. it does cast a, like a, a, a big shadows on Aaron. You think that he's in on it. But everything else since then has kind of stepped away from that. I try to give him the benefit of the doubt when he is trying to find out information that he doesn't know. As someone who would do that. Like, I, I feel like that's yeah. just human nature of, like, trying to gain as much information as possible. Because if you feel that people are looking at you as a threat in mm-hmm. order to prove that wrong, you need to know all the information. Mm-hmm. That so, scene was like a little give a little, get a little. Because he was kind of yeah. leading Hookstrang with mm-hmm. a little, and then she was in turn giving him a little bit back. And I, I don't know, I, considering how much she already knows from Kirkman, I'm surprised that she even let him know all that information. Mm-hmm. So that conversation was interesting because I don't know why all of a sudden Hook Stratton is having she clearly doesn't have a hard time getting to the president pretty much any other time that she wants but this one it was so tough to get to directly to Kirkman uh, and then when she says you know I've got I've got to speak to him you know you got to work hard on this I've got information that you know he's going to want but it felt like the scene between her and Aaron was just about like her like wanting to know what happened in the room like what did what did because all she said, like, I have information about the gunman. You didn't really have any information about the gunman. You just wanted to know what happened in that room. So I don't know mm-hmm. why you... Maybe they were both doing them. the same thing, like, just trying to probe for information. I, I feel guess. like she could have gotten that information elsewhere. I mean, she... And I, I think if Hannah can get to the president, Hook Stratton can get to him, you know? Like, I don't see there's any reason why she could yeah, have as, made a visit to yeah, the hospital. Speaker of the House? Yeah. Come no on. longer just a congressman. Yeah. You're speaker of the House. I mean, the VP got in there very easily. I'm just saying, yeah. chief of staff, everyone else, like. I mean, and Aaron does at least pass along the message to to Tom, but I don't also understand, like, given everything that he now knows about McLeish, why wouldn't he want to talk to Hook Stratton just to see what the deal is? Whether it's a case of not knowing exactly who you can trust, so we're keeping that information absolutely mm-hmm. just contained in this really small circle. But 
Why wouldn't you want to at least talk to Stratton? I don't know why Tom wouldn't want to. Maybe he will in the next episode. I yeah. mean, he's not well. doing business from his hospital bed anymore, that's for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> he'll be in the White House. It's about time he stopped being a bum. <laughs> he was shot, Michael. Through the chest. Now, I, you two, uh, if you've ever been in the hospital, would you stay for as long as the doctor requires? Or are you the kind of people that go like, the moment I feel just like I'm fine enough to leave, I'm going to leave because i got to get back going with my life. Well, I don't have a lot of money, so every night in the hospital costs like several thousand dollars, so sure I would does. probably get out as fast as possible. Now, uh, in, his, in his situation, though, there's capable doctors at the White House. So, I mean, it, when she's like, I don't know if you should leave, I guarantee you there's like a... I mean, there's a huge medical staff at the White House. Oh, yeah. uh, but personally, I'm a, I'm a, you know, their pudding's not that good. <laughs> so. Like, I can get better one at home. I can get better one at home. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably leave, too. Um, there's plenty, like you said, plenty of capable doctors in the White House. And I also just didn't want him to stay there too long, because I want the storyline to move on a little bit. Yeah. And him being there kind of, like, pigeonholes how far things can go because then it's still things happen people have to come back and relay information to him and then it happens again and then he has to come back and get briefed I'm like get off your bed and let's keep going (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for like keeping it going Oh, that or just wear like a little webcam like make Emily wear a little webcam on her forehead (laughs) I walk around so I can see everything that you're doing little GoPro (laughs) I can see everything you see Emily and uh, just put a little earbud in your ear and just repeat whatever I say to you okay thanks uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I know it was posed in the uh, right now. Do you feel Aaron is bad or good? I feel he's good. I'm saying that. I'm glad you're next in line. To oh God! Um, darn it! I want to say, and this is kind of biased based off of the little teaser we got for next week. Um, I want to say that he's good now, but will turn bad. Because mm, really, will ter- like will be coerced. Co- into being I think bad? either coerced or manipulated in some way because they're painting it like you know he believes he's good or he's just like so confused why people are looking into him. And then we see in that teaser to next week that he has a sit down with Kirkman and he's like, "Are you asking me to step down?" Like I feel like he's at this point he's probably just like. I don't know why everyone's turned on me, and that puts him in a good position, I think, to be manipulated by outside sources since he's already feeling so hurt by the people that he trusts. Like, how could you guys think that I'm in on this, you know? But they haven't shown any loose ends on his part of people that could be threatened. It's a positive thing. I mean, he doesn't doesn't have a family. And you haven't brought in that he's from the area or he has parents or he's visiting anyone or he doesn't have a relationship. I don't think you can threaten Emily. Well, speaking of that, for one sidebar for a second, we do have the scene of Emily playing the piano. Aaron comes in, they have a little chat, and then Aaron says, oh, hey, do you take requests? And she goes, oh, I gotta go. And that just shut Cold him down. Shoulder. Yeah. Did, did, were you hoping that relationship would come back? No, not particularly. I'll be honest. I mean, I wasn't rooting for it, but I also, like, if they, but I also could see why it's, not, this is probably not the right moment to kind of rekindle it either. Yeah, I think she's yeah. actually playing it really smart. Like, he's still not in the clear yet. Don't just be like, all right, babe, it's all good. <laughs> where, where are we going with that? <laughs> like, for the sake of the plot, I'm glad they didn't do it. Yeah. Because I don't want to see a, a show about relationships. You know? No. Yeah. There's a reason I didn't watch The Bachelor this season. Oh. Wow. Actually, I should have watched it if I didn't want to show about relationships. Yeah. <laughs> and you should have watched it. Oh, yes. thank you. Good stuff. Um, no, but for the sake of like sticking with the plot of finding the bad guy, figuring out what the conspiracy is, 
glad they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not, I don't know, are there, chat, are there any Aaron Emily shippers out there? Are you guys just like over the moon or really sad, yeah, depending on what their relationship status is? Well, Michael says Emily is too dumb to handle a conspiracy like this. Mm. But wow. we I, also have another comment. My off-the-wall prediction is Emily is really the puppet master and is, is controlling ooh. everything. That oh. is <laughs> really off the wall. Shout out to... Ensaid. Ensaid. 5674. yeah. 5674. My off-the-wall prediction, Emily is the real puppet Back master that up, and is please. controlling everything. You know, that's very interesting because they're certainly making it seem that it's all Aaron. That everything all the eyes are on Aaron. Um, hmm. She's been with him the longest. She's yeah. worked. Emily has worked all, for Kirkman the longest. The, I don't yeah. know that it could be all her. Though, what's the point? Yeah, what would be the point of going in with him, building up with him, if obviously there was nothing ever planned? Yeah. Because the outside sources would not be able to control who is the designated survivor. Because it's always random. Because it's always right? random. Yeah. Um. So, mm. oh, Ivan says that time. he does mm. want Emily and Aaron. Uh, Stephen says hashtag Emron. Really? Mm. Right. Is that what we're calling them? Enron. Em- 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 Emron. Okay. Emron. Oh, yeah, we Emron. all know what happened to Emron. I was just yeah. saying. Like, <laughs> it crashed. Uh, so um, it's um, Alex. And- why, ooh, why would it be Alex? Where's Alex? Oh, I mean, I, they may. I mean, they make it seem like maybe she wants information, but I don't. That's no, way. That would just think, be too much. I do like the fact that we are having to question so much. Like that. that's what makes the show fun. Yes, is to be able to question so much about it. But I think if they made Alex like part of the conspiracy, like that, that, would, be, that, yeah, that that's would bother a, that's me. That's a bridge too I, far I, with I, the that'd, show. That'd be a walk off for me. <laughs> oh, I'd walk off for that. Just eat at least one Oreo and then see you later, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on the only MC. I gotta get through go. this the only Oreo. MC. You gotta finish this, dude. It's so sweet. You gotta finish it. Don't don't, like, don't be like don't be my, an Emily. My fillings do are like do not be Emily. Uh, Emily, uh-huh. do not. Don't eat just part right. of it and leave it behind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Leo, Leo would have left it sit there. Do you want to be like Leo? <laughs> no. There you go. Got to do proper Oreo <laughs> etiquette. That's right. Um, I'm trying to think what else I really pointed out. Obviously. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, we talked about who's at the other end of the line. We talked about uh, Beth. What were you going to say? Go for it. Oh, what's John? John 8.32. I want to look that verse up real quick. Surprise is a Christian that I don't have it fully memorized. Is that the truth will set you free? Is that that passage? Yeah, he started yeah. to say he, that. He started to say that the truth will set you free, but just to be able to... Oh, yes. What were you going to say, though? I just wanted to... I mean, we kind of touched on it in the beginning, but just talking about the way the episode ended now with McLeish and his wife out of the picture... Yeah, I mean, how do you go from that? Because it's either way is not a great option. One, he, he's arrested, and then all of a sudden you have to tell the public that the VP is, uh, you know, being arrested for conspiracy or at least perjury in front of a Congress. And then the other way, you have him murdered. And how do you go back to the public, especially in this rocky time where everything's are still kind of stable? Yeah, uh, I mean, to tell to say like, oh, he's uh, killed by his own wife, like who then took her own life. That's Neither way, it just seems like a really great thing for the Kirkman and, presidency. Yeah, and you're in a position where you can't, you know, the public trust. Even talking with last episode where McLeish you let the stock market open and it, it, it's volatile. Yeah. So anything that is not handled properly, the trust is gone. Millions of dollars in the stock market is gone. You know, foreign relations, all that is 
interrupted. It's amazing that you, you think, oh, well, put it out there that he was a bad guy and he got killed. Good. Everyone will love it. You no, can't do that. because Kirkman's going to have to answer for all that. And he's still going to have to deal with the fallout of the fact that they killed Catalan in that raid. They don't have any leads from that. That was kind of like a squandered situation. Mm-hmm. Now, P- McLeish is gone. You don't have any info out of him. Like, this is all just going to fall on Kirkman's plate. And he's just in a W2F moment. Like, I mean, at least seems from previous uh, crises that have happened in that White House so far, it seems like he pretty much likes to deal with it as honestly as possible. Yeah, but, I don't think that's the way to go with this one. Yeah, <laughs> like, because I can only feel like the public would be it. like, what kind of White House, what kind of government are you there? How did you vet this person and not realize that this woman was unstable? And this is just after, you know, prior to the shooting, I feel like there was a lot of trust. Like, American people were starting to really like Kirkman and trust him. And then there's, of course, public sympathy after he was shot. And then now he comes out of it, and there's going to be all of this skepticism. I feel like he's taking, like, ten steps back. I mean, yeah, we don't know yet, but... No. But I, the way the public, is, more often than not, will take moments like this to really attack the the, uh, the credibility of the presidency. And his and administration. administration. Yeah. Like, this is who you're picking? How can we trust you, then? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I was... It was interesting. I Did you expect to see McLeish get shot when the wife... Because it shows up at the end where the wife is standing behind Hannah, uh, and she's got the gun on Hannah. Hannah's got the gun on Peter. I, were you expecting her to shoot Hannah or Peter? I was expecting her to shoot Hannah, but once she shot Peter, I knew she was going to shoot herself because I felt like that order came from the higher ups, maybe from that mysterious woman who, you know, is kind of behind the scenes. I felt like because the entire um, last few episodes, it's been Peter McLeish's wife who's been keeping him on track and understanding the bigger picture and what their goal and their mission is. And at any cost, she was going to stop him from, you know, ruining all that. So I think... I, I mean, I wanted. I, I thought, you know, cliche wise, she's probably just going to shoot Hannah. But once she shot him, I was like, all right, it's done. She's going to shoot. Would you have too. been more upset if she had shot Hannah? Um. Yes. Frank. I don't know if like. I mean, upset. Well, I mean, who knows if it would have been if it would have been, more, if it would have been but, fatal? I. I but. And who knows if Hannah would have been dead? I would assume that you know you're not going to have uh, her on the show and kill her off this quickly, but. It would have been cool to at least see the two of them on the run and just see what happens at that point. If they're because clearly everybody's too far away to catch them. If they took off, they shot Hannah. They have plenty of lead time for the rest of no. the people to show up. Uh, going back real quick, uh, so we'll overlay but uh, the verse John eight thirty two. Uh, the eighth chapter of John is continuing the debate that Jesus has with the Pharisees um, at the Feast of the Tabernacles, uh, and the actual verse 32, I'll read 31 first to, to build up. It says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, which is key because the disciples obviously are followers. And that, you know, kind of talking about this kind of goes with that of these people who are following this conspiracy and the leader. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting uh, if you abide by my word, you are truly my disciples, verse 32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So that is kind of mm-hmm. what it is. So I don't know if it was purposely to tie it in with the disciples, or if that's just reading kind of too much into it, but it's interesting that, you know, the truth will set you free and really be able to follow that and devote yourself uh, to the cause. What is the truth? go that's obviously the purpose behind the conspiracy of what they believe uh america is due or the government um in sticking with that i really want to know more history behind beth the wife of mcleish because to be able to make a shot like that 
You know, her role, yeah. we've looked at it of, she seems to be more and more in the know, and even with this, of like, we took the oath, we did this. Mm-hmm. Her to be able to shoot a pistol at someone 20 feet away and shoot him in the head, that's, like, like that's skill. Blade, just bam. Yeah. That's major skill. And I think she did it with one hand, right? She didn't have a second hand of the gun, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't <clears> remember, but. not easy to do. Yeah, it's just. In the dark. It's frustrating because for how many episodes there was such a build-up and a chase and trying to figure out what McLeish's deal was. And then all in one episode, it's just like, boom. Like, I figured it made it last, like, he's on the run. And then the next episode, even if it's, the result had been the same, that his wife ends up killing him and they kill, you know, she kills herself at the end of the next episode. At least would have felt like we it, it would have been all right. Because they're like, well, all right. Because it, it was wrapped up so fast. It was just so fast. It was like, that was it. Okay. Yeah, so you feel like gypped. Yeah, it's like I wanted a little bit more time with McLeish being pursued to see, uh, you know, to see at least feel like the good guys were, you know, had the advantage for once. I mean, for someone who's involved in an event that took the lives of so many people, this dude got off kind of easy. He didn't really have to answer for it in the end. No, no someone that's true. Uh, Tyler says what happened on the mission really is the truth. I would agree, and certainly, well, I think we can tell from at least Alvin that whatever they had, whatever they did, is something that doesn't sit well with at least several of the people that are still alive. Yeah, that mm-hmm. whole exchange between them at the end was very heated. Um, you know, McLeish kind of let it drop that they... What did, I don't want to mince words here, but he said something along the lines of, like, they were sent into something and the government covered it up and now we're covering it yeah. up. So, so yeah, there it, is a definitely a deeper just something else going on there. Yeah, because yeah, it was something like they, they took advantage of us, we're taking, we're taking advantage, advantage of them. Of them. Yep. Yes. Yeah, he says that the government sent them into a slaughterhouse. That is so, exactly the words he used. Yeah. And we also find out that certainly one of the things that Hannah does talk to Alvin about is that there's 20 people on the squad, but there's 21 people on the, the, uh, manifest. the manifest. So who is this extra person? Who was this other... And so I feel like that could be somebody that's instrumental to try to figure which out I, who that 21st person which is. Which I initially it's thought was life. Catalan, but... Yeah. Obviously not, because he would have been on the mission, because they really made it sound like it was an outsider. Yeah, which probably somebody tied into this conspiracy, I would think. Hmm. Maybe the voice on the phone. Uh, well, that's one of the troops. One we of don't the, know that. I think, I think. He uh, calls him commander, but if you go on a mission, maybe you just know him as his rank. I mean, well, it could be it could be the lady that we saw that uh, killed Luke, and that also tried to kill Hannah this episode. Mm. Could have been her, maybe? Uh, or it's somebody that we've yet to meet that is part of this conspiracy that that, are, that as they pursue all these leads will lead to this mysterious 21st person. So I guess that could be something that we could see for the next week. Who is? Instead of who took the bullet, who's the 21st person? <laughs> I should write these ABC promos, guys. Just, <laughs> that's right. Huh? Yep. I really... Really makes you want to watch the next episode, doesn't it? <laughs> so as we get ready to wrap up, why don't we uh, watch Michael Klaus eat this cookie? No, I'm trying to see if I can see the sugar if it's just really si- shiny here in the studio. Sorry. Oh, okay. Random. Yeah, no, 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 no worries. I, I, all right, so Sweet. real quick before I do predictions, how are you feeling about these still? Still enjoying them even after this far into the show? Yeah, because I feel like it's not exactly, uh, it's not really peep. It doesn't taste like peep. Yeah, but I feel like I'm going to go with Christina on this. Like, there are sometimes, like Oreos, like standard, or even some of the other different flavors, you can crush a lot in one sitting. These ones, I feel like, yeah, I can't, I can't go crazy on these. I will say I've always been a fan of the, I don't know what the cookie is, the lighter cookie versus the dark. It's not chocolate. And the dark one's not chocolate. The What's light one's the not dark vanilla. One? No, it, it, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know what it is. I like I like the the, the lighter cookie. Vanilla. Do you like the reverse Oreo where it's the lighter and the dark cream? I've never actually had that one. Oh, well, guys. You know what these kind of remind me of? Um, the little grandma's cookies. Yes. That's exactly what that, yeah. that cookie flavor is. And I love those. Is. Those are good. Those are fantastic. Those are like technically the OG Oreos. If <laughs> That's you why, and you know, I'll be in charge of uh, Oreos next week, and I'll, I mean, unless we want to do like wild flavors, but one of the best ones is s'mores. We don't Ooh. have to. We, we don't have to do what you do. Whatever you want. The s'mores one is the best because it's the the lighter cookie with actually I think both in the middle. It's a darker and a lighter filling. So like a chocolate and a marshmallow kind of deal. Well, we I did say before the show that at the end of it all, we need to weigh in, and we want you guys to weigh in as well on the best Oreo. We're going to save a couple from this pack. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just do one grand test. And That's we need right. to get Renee in on this. We need, we need her to weigh in. Yes, we need Renee, her by feelings. the way, we forgot to mention, she is in Florida right now. Uh, we Working would say, on a tan. Yeah, I was going to say, we were going to say really jealous about being at the beach, but we live in L.A. where there's tons of beaches, too, so it's not like, oh, my goodness, she's at the beach. How dare she go without us? Because... We can go without her. But, Renee, if you're watching this, or you're uh, joining us or watching this in uh, replay, we welcome you back next week. There you go. And, yeah, to get ready for the season finale, we will power rank all the Oreos that we've eaten uh, and let mm-hmm. you know, best or worst, which ones are worth your time and which ones just send packing. Treat like Emily treated that 18-year-old scotch. Just leave it <laughs> just, behind. Just, we're going to leave in the studio <laughs> and walk out. The next after show, we'll have to oh. deal with it. All right, so as we get ready to wrap up, some hot predictions. Time for some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Not it. Not it. Oh! Let's do it! Yes! Ah. (laughs) Go for it. Okay, predictions. Damn, why me? I oh. why because you were last on the nose. That's not yeah. how we do this. And starting this week, it is right, Frank. That's right. Two out of three. We overrule you. Okay, predictions. I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna go with my prediction that Aaron will exit the administration next episode. Um, on his own being? Wow. No, I think Kirkman, I think we're going to get to see that conversation finish that we saw in the teaser, and I think that Aaron will step down either out of, you know, just, I don't want to complicate things, and I think he'll go on a whole spiel about, you know, now that the president doesn't have his full trust, he wants to step down, and I think more will come of that. I, I do think he'll be either tapped by someone outside and um, be a part of the conspiracy somehow. So that gets I, I, in with your original. Yeah. I'm sticking with that one. I will say that this this writing staff, they can put the pedal to the metal on storylines, and they can also just draw it out. Like, yeah. That's you saw point. this example. They A lot happened in this one. So, But that, but the, uh, the previous 11 episodes just took their sweet old time. So who knows how it'll happen with Aaron. Yeah, and this one was obviously with McLeish just right off the Real bat. Real quick. Yeah. What do you got, Frank? Uh, for me, I feel like uh, Seth is never going to share a drink with Emily again. Uh, <laughs> like, no, that, that was that was just one faux pas too many. I feel like Seth's the one faux pas guy. Like, you screw up, you, you, you disrespect my drink once, I never give it to you again. Uh, on the other one, though, uh, I feel like, I, you know, I, it's not a prediction that I'm enjoying, but I feel like there's definitely going to be some heated uh, discussion between Tom and uh, Alex about... Yeah, how uh, Tom kind of boxing her out on certain things and just trying to make that distinction between no, Alex you gotta realize that at some point he has to be the president and you can't be in the loop on everything mm-hmm. uh, 
and so her trying to figure out not as much as Tom is trying to figure out but I think it's more like Alex trying to figure out like how can I still love somebody and not know there are some necessary secrets just given that what his job is so you think we'll see that in terms of like the family aspect because we talked about that last season how we have those three pillars um, mm-hmm. with the family, a strong family background being mm-hmm. one of them, and maybe that's where we'll see that conflict rather than with the kids so much, maybe I, just them, their relationship. Yeah, I, and okay. I don't think it's ever going to go. I mean, because I, th- I would imagine any any uh, president and first lady have to deal kind of how you juggle with this. Uh, and maybe they've certainly had time to acclimate to that kind of position, just going up through the political ranks. But for somebody like Tom, who never pursued political office, this is definitely... He was th- thrust into it. Yes. So I could feel like they definitely need to find their sea legs. So I will... There's something that we didn't even talk about that I really just realized, and I'm trying to think what prediction I want to make on it. But the first prediction, I believe, is that there will uh, be some major uh, family drama next week. Not in terms of, like, internal too much, but, like, I feel like someone's going to die next week. Someone's gonna get killed because be in terms of like not I don't say like a really close like member of the family that we know, but I have a feeling someone else is gonna die next week because the secrets are out. There's way too many loose ends now mm-hmm. and it'll be hard to protect everyone who knows information. I feel like conspiracy is going to target someone and try to come after them. In order to stop them, they're gonna they're gonna kill someone. So that is a prediction number one. Prediction number two that we haven't even, a topic that we haven't even talked about, who fills the VP spot? Hook That's Stratton. That's a good question. Oh, it, sh- it has to be Hook Stratton. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's a way to, you know, take join both parties together on this. And that's ultimately what she wants. She wants to be president at some point. Which, this is like will a that good in for her. To the future thing, uh, will will she want? I feel like they would offer it to her, but she wouldn't take it because she knows if she takes it, she can't run against him. She'd have to wait until yeah, because you can't have a VP run against a president. No. That would be totally out the door. She'd have to wait so, another four more years after that. She had to wait a second term before she could. So you think the this latter half of the season we're going to see them vet someone new and bring in a new character to fill that spot? That is the question that we will talk about. Not tonight. Ah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the designated survivor after show. But as always, folks. You can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and everybody, thanks so much for hopping in the chat. It has been great to hear your thoughts about this series. Uh, and as always, uh, Michael Klaus does have uh, a, f- a flavor that I'll be bringing in next week. But if you have different flavors you want us to try, uh, contact us. us on social media. Yes. Tanya, Tanya hit us up on Twitter. We appreciate that, Tanya. Yes. We always love you there That's in Ohio yeah. where it's snowing. We're sorry. It's like 80 degrees here in California. There you go. These peeps are due to you. So look at that. You can have, you can have a sway over the course of this entire after show by by making your opinion known about which Oreos we should dine. And if they want to contact us, Michael Klaus, where can they find you? You can now find me on Instagram, on Twitter, at the only MC. I got rid of the other guy. We Uh-oh. Don't wanna, we don't want to deal with how I got rid of him, but so I made it happen. Situation. So at the only MC, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, check it out. Check it out. I also have a series. Uh, it's my own personal series called Bios. Love to check it out. All the information is on those sites. Dope. And you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. Um, and follow me this weekend because I'll be doing some basketball stuff. She's so. going to a Warriors game. Ooh, so nice. nice. That's awesome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And until next week, folks, we're going to finish the rest of these Oreos before we leave the studio uh, so you can watch us I'm all not. in a food coma. He is. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> is. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see you next week here for another episode of the Designated Survivor After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Adios. Peace. 
From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later.